not all pole dancing is stripping, just like not all dancing is ballet. It's a fitness and exercise activity that gets a lot of bad press. So today I have an expert who can show us what pole dancing really is. Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough podcast, a show that acknowledges no one is always an expert by dispelling misconceptions with real experts. I'm your host as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Carla Gilfrey. Carla also goes by the stage name Frankie G and is the owner of the Stiletto Fitness and Pole Yoga Gym. She has just about 20 years of experience and in that time has coined the term Polga for pole yoga as a class and also holds the world record for longest chair dance. She's got a great message about how anyone can actually pole dance regardless of your circumstances, age, gender, or body type. We got a bit of an echo in our call, but I've hopefully done enough to reduce that to a level where it's not an issue. Also, there's some show news at the very end. Let's get on that poll. Welcome to the show, Carla Gilfrey, a.k.a. Frankie G. Thank you, Colton. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Why don't you give an introduction of yourself to the audience? Sure. Uh, so my name is Carla, a.k.a. Frankie G. Uh, and the Frankie G is my um, alter ego name, I guess you would call it. Uh, I teach unique fitness classes and own uh, the Stiletto Gym and Polga Pol Yoga Fitness. So I'm all about having fun in classes and having an alter ego name is just part of it. So that's the alter ego name that I have coined for myself uh, and all my students have theirs. It may change daily. It may change weekly, but um, and some of them have just stuck with the same alter ego. So that's where Frankie G comes from. Nice. And is that just like getting into a mindset? It is. It's just, you know, I think working out and I think, um, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone is so important. And sometimes just even, you know, stepping into a different persona for a moment, even if it's just saying, you know, hey, my nickname is or my alter ego name is this. It kind of gives you that permission to let go of whatever's happening in your life at that time and just embrace something new. Um, I'm also a psychologist by trade. Um, so, you know, that whole mind body thing really intrigues me. And that's just one way that I tap into that. My body is by using an alter ego name. All right. So what got you into this? You know, like you said, you're a psychologist by trade, like what made this switch into <laughs> this fitness realm that we're talking about? You know, it's, it's like psychologist pole dancing. I, I call myself the pole dancing therapist. Um, but yeah, it's, so I, you know, I, I worked or I had worked in the psychology industry in a hospital setting actually for many years. And, um, you know, there's a shelf life on that. And I've always been in fitness. I've always loved fitness. I've been part of, you know, fitness. I've taught fitness classes. And so, um, you know, I, I wanted to embrace that. And I was working at the hospital. I was teaching fitness classes on the side and somebody said, why don't we go take a pole dancing class? 
Mind you, this was that back in 2005, 2006. So that it was not what it is today. And so I thought, okay, so a bunch of YMCA instructors, we all taught at the YMCA. We went to a pole fitness class and I absolutely fell in love with it. I knew that at some point in time, people would embrace it um, and that it was good. I felt it was going to be good for people, especially women to do um, as a fitness routine. I just felt it in my body, in my mind, in my soul. Um, And so from that one class, I decided I'm going to learn this and I'm going to incorporate it into what I do. And it certainly seems very physically active. Like you have to be pretty fit, it seems, to do this. Yes. And, and you know, and, and the, the good thing about pole fitness in general is it's great for all, anyone, anyone can do it. It doesn't matter your age, your shape, your size, your gender. It does not matter. Anyone can do it and feel successful. And um, yeah, that's that's what I love about it. There's 70 plus year old women doing pole fitness. There are kids doing pole fitness. There are men doing pole fitness. Um, from when I started back in 2006, it has really grown and changed. The industry has, and it's become more acceptable, I guess, um, in, the, in the traditional fitness world. In fact, next week, I'm going back on tour with a, a national fitness convention where I take polls and I present on how you know people can put polls in their existing gyms, in their homes. You know, just like a Peloton in a home, you can have a pole. Just like a cycle room in a gym, you can have a pole room. Um, So my mission is to educate people on really what pole fitness is and what it's not and encourage everyone to try it. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely gaining ground in the public eye because I've heard a couple times over the last few years, it seems like, them mention like, oh, we could add pole dancing as an Olympic sport because it is that level of like physical requirement for some of this. Yes, I I truly believe it will be a pole dancing sport. It will be. So is there like, what's the requirement for these poles? Can you just get one for your house pretty easily? Yeah, you can buy them on Amazon. Um, Yeah. So um, home poles are really quite easy uh, and there's, Tons of them on Amazon. In fact, on our both of my websites, the Stiletto Gym and Polga, I have like, you know, want a pole? You need a pole? Here's how you can get one. Um, so home poles are very easy. You can go right on Amazon, or there are plenty of there are a few pole uh, companies that sell poles directly as well. Um, they're easy to install. You know, you've seen the, you know, like the social media posts where people's poles come falling down. It's quite funny. And I, that could occur, I guess, but if you're putting it up correctly, it's not going to damage the ceiling. It's going to hold your body weight. You're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, those are easy studio poles. Like I have in my studio, those are generally attached to this floor and to the ceiling. Um, just because at times you'll have well, in my studio, we have a couple people on the poles at a time. They're constantly used by different people. Um, so those are generally attached to the floor and to the ceiling. And then there are like what they call stage poles that you can travel around with. Um, I have a whole trailer full of them because I'll travel around the country to different fitness conventions. Um, and those 
you know, you can move around. There's a stage, there's a pole that comes up in between and it's weighted in the bottom. So that's how it's stable. Um, you can take them outside and pull. You can, you know, I take them to fitness conventions. So generally, you know, home poles, they're easy. Anyone can get one and they're not very expensive. They don't take up much space. They're often a conversation piece. <laughs> definitely. I feel like that definitely start a lot of conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a big difference between like what you're going to install in your house and what you're going to put into a, a full studio where you're like the height difference is, you know, very apparent for a reason. Yes, yes. Um, so there is a big difference. So uh, home poles generally oh, 10 to 11 foot about as high as you'll go there. In my studio, the poles are 12 foot. So they're cut directly. I mean, they're cut specifically for the studio. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're much taller. And, and again, they're, they're attached to the ceiling and to the floor. So they're, they're not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the main difference is the height. I have some of my students who will rent the studio just to come in. So they'll have a little extra pole room to actually do their tricks and spins and workouts just because at home their poles are shorter. And what is the proper like width of these poles somewhere between like I imagine the old school, you know, like your grade school, like very thin metal pole and like a light post. What's the proper thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? Um, so when I first started back in the day, so I started um, in 2006. So when I started, my daughter was one and she's now 18. That's how long it's been. Um, but when I started, they go in centimeters. So 50, or, um, 50 millimeters, I guess. Um, so, so 50, which is like a two inch pole was about standard. Um, now it's an inch and a half to an inch, um, in diameter is standard, um, for pole dance competitions, they use an inch and a half or 45 millimeters. I mean, it seems thinner, I guess, than I expected because I'm thinking about somebody putting like their whole body weight on it. And I think of like a larger yeah. pole. Yeah, no. Um, so the grip, so grip the pole with your hands especially for women um the the grip is important i guess um so the smaller poles generally work better especially if your hands are smaller than a larger pole but two inches to an inch to two inches in diameter is about standard um an inch and a half is what most like pole competitions will use in their pole competitions gotcha and i had heard that's kind of the reason as to like why you know even people are like it's a sport it's not meant to be you know incredibly over sexualized the reason the behind though they're like we still wear very little clothing because you want that body contact for friction right. where like clothing doesn't provide friction correct you're ex exactly right um and i think maybe that's the controversy but you know the volleyball players you know they're olympic sport and they don't wear much, <laughs> the beach volleyball players. Um, and, you know, you can, you know, you can uh, pull with clothes. It just has to be a specific kind. So I have, I have like pants or leggings that are sticky that I'll wear, especially in the winter months uh, because it's cold and um, they stick to the pole. So you're able to do pole tricks and spins with like a sticky pant 
um, on as well. And, you know, depending, like men especially, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen male pole dancers, but they're incredibly strong. And a lot of them will use mostly their upper body. And you can you can pull in pants, you can pull in, you know, whatever you really want to. But yeah, if you're if you're trying to do specific tricks and spins, you do need that contact. Um, I know on America's Got Talent, um, I think she won. I think the pole dancer won the entire, or she came in second, the entire uh, episode last year, and and it was beautiful. She was very theatrical. Um, a mom of like three or four kids, very theatrical in nature, set up her whole staging, her own setting. Um, and she actually did a lot for the pole world just because she showcased what pole truly is. The athlete, athleticism um, and the theatrical approach that she took was beautiful. And what's the train up on these like? I mean, I imagine you got to take quite a lot of classes to get very good at these. But how long before mm-hmm. you're like comfortable picking your feet off the ground to do stuff? Um, so the first class, you'll pick your feet up off the ground, generally. Um, and you do that in, in a spin, I guess. Um, so we begin to tell, you know, to teach people to trust their body, um, to understand that movement on the pole is, is um, they can do it. So we, we generally teach them, you know, a simple trick or spin where their, their feet are actually up off the ground and they're spinning on the pole. Um, handstands, we can teach them handstands um, in a supportive manner. And like I've most, many of my people come to class at, to a polka class and they're in a handstand the first time. And these are people maybe who have never worked out, who don't believe that they have that upper body strength. But if you place the body correctly in a position and um, you distribute the weight properly, anyone can get into a lot of different positions that they don't think they can. Interesting. Just a matter of physics. Yes, exactly. Because I see some of it and I'm like, I don't know that you could get me to try some of it because it looks (laughs) like I'm about to fall straight to my head. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell my students, gravity is a real thing. Like it's real. Yeah. And it will, it will bring you down. So you're trying to defy gravity at the same time, but you're right. It's, it's just physics of the body and placement of your weight. Um, and it can be done. And, and I think that's the fun part of it, that people realize quickly that in their head, they're like, I can't do that, but really physically they can, um, if they just put their body in the right position. Yeah, finding a balance somewhere between like That's trust, right. <laughs> trust your body, you'll be okay, yes. and also gravity. I don't still want to die. Yeah. 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 So, in teaching like a classroom, is there like a room full of poles and they're all spread out like a certain distance from each other? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, my poles, I have, let me count, 18 poles in my studio. Um, when I started, I started with four. Um, so I've grown, I've grown up a bit, but yeah, I have 18 in my studio now and they're six feet apart, approximately six feet, five to six feet apart. Okay. And that's just for like the size of your body. Yeah. And it's funny because when I put one in my house, I don't really measure. I just hold the pole and kick out with my legs (laughs) to make sure I'm not going to kick anything. (laughs) 
But there, yeah, you want a safe distance in between the poles. So if someone was looking to get started in this, they're like, I want to go to my first class. What is Mm -hmm. generally like, what's the first thing you recommend right off the bat? So um, I recommend just don't think about it. Don't second guess, like, should I, do I want to, am I strong enough? Am I, you know, too young, too old, too fat, too what, whatever you are, you're nothing. I mean, you're, you're just right to go to your first class. So don't think about, you know, what it is that is limiting you. Um, So just, you know, make sure that you register for a class, call your local studio, see what's out there. Um, If you want to just, if you, if there's no studios around and you want to put a pole in your house, just decide that this is something I want to do. Um, but for your, if you're going to an in-studio class, just be prepared to have so much fun and to find muscles you did not know you you had. And, um, you know, don't wear any lotions on your hands or your legs, especially because you're going to slide right off the pole. And um, just, you know, be prepared to, to have a good time, to let loose and to have fun when you're working out. Yeah, and, and most classes are done barefoot. Um, I will, will tell you that. Um, I know many of our classes are done barefoot, even though my studio is called the Stiletto Gym. Um, you can bring in some stilettos if you want to be cute. Uh, but um, most of our routines are done barefoot. Gotcha. And that, that's kind of for like the helpfulness in learning, you know, with your body as opposed to like with a tool. Yes, 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 yes. Interesting. And obviously all of these businesses are different, you know, ones in my area versus across the country are going to be vastly different, but is there like a general price range that most of these things fall into? Um, I would say anywhere from per class, generally anywhere from $20, 15, maybe 15 to $20 up on upwards to 40 per class. I would imagine, just depending on your area, where you live. Um, some studios will offer like unlimited packages for a couple hundred dollars a month. We can come unlimited. And it just depends on the studio. My studio is more of a party studio, which means that we do or we host a lot of like bachelorette, birthday, girls night out parties. So we do a lot of parties. And then we do um, what I would consider like level one fitness-based classes. We don't get into a lot of tricks and spins generally. I mean, it's tricks like, you know, um, you know, climbing to the top and doing tricks all the way down. We have a few students who will do that, but generally ours is um, grounded type classes where we'll, we'll spin, we'll climb, we'll go upside down, but we don't do any really like Olympic style tricks. And then we do a lot of polga, which is pole yoga. And this is like, you know, in all the fun people have with it. And like you said, having, you know, like a party at these things, Yes, this is still a workout. Is there like a high likelihood after your first class that you're going to be very sore? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have, I have students who will, they'll, they'll come in the next week and say, I couldn't walk for like a week. Like finally today I can walk. Um, I have, Yeah. You, again, will find muscles you did not know you have. And the beauty of pole dancing is it's an entire body workout. Like from the time you walk in, you're, it's not leg day. It's not arm day. It's not, you know, you're working out your entire body. Um, 
and you're having fun while you're doing it. So you, you don't even realize you're not getting, you know, too tired where you want to quit. You want to continue on because it's fun. Um, and yeah, muscles, your entire body will tell you that you've done something good for it. (laughs) I was just thinking about that as you're like, yeah, we have this unlimited pass. And I was like, yeah, but if you come in every day, I cannot imagine like the recoil is a lovely experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's some people have to take a, you know, a time off. And also what I, what are, it's like a badge of honor or something that'll happen when you start pole dancing is the bruising that occurs from like banging against the pole or locking a leg on the pole or hooking an arm. So the, the skin contact or the body contact, that comes in contact with the pole, you'll see bruises, which we call pole kisses. And sometimes I'll tell people you need to stay off the pole for a minute because those those kisses have to heal, especially if they're determined to get a certain move or a certain spin. Bruising or pole kisses are part of the initiation into that. And you're like, you don't want to <laughs> just keep pressing on these bruises as you try and learn. Yeah, that's things. right. I've grounded people from them. Like, you're not doing that again to those heel. <laughs> so you had referenced it a little bit earlier, which is Polga. So why combine the two? So I started as a traditional fitness instructor. You know, I taught like spin and boot camps and then fell in love with yoga. And yoga was my thing. I love yoga. Yoga is my remedy for everything. And then... Um, when my, the YMCA instructors and I went and took that pole class, I thought, I want to learn this. So I was trained in pole fitness and then added poles to my existing yoga studio. And I thought, well, why can't I, this, my, my yoga students would gravitate to it, like especially my older students. So they would gravitate to it, gravitate to it to help them up and down off the floor. They would use it for balance. They would use it for different things. And I thought in my head, well, why can't I combine the pole fitness with the yoga? Um, So that's what I did. So I coined and trademarked Polga, pole yoga, and um, designed a whole program over out of stretching and strengthening using the pole. Um, I call it, you know, a, a vertical ballet bar. So what people do in bar classes you know, they go to bar classes. It's the same thing, um, only different <laughs> with polga, which is stretching and strengthening using the pole. And, and the beauty of that is anyone can do that. And it's not intimidating where sometimes pole dance or pole fitness can be intimidating for people to start. It's like an entry point into the pole world, but people feel comfortable with it. Um, and it is a complete mind body experience. Each polka class is about 75 to 80% yoga based and about 15 to 20% pole fitness based. So I assume it has like a much slower cadence to it than when you see people like doing very rapid pole dancing movements. Yes, yes, yes. It's, a, it's, it's slower. It's, um, it's flowy though. I mean, we keep the flow going. So it's very flowy in nature. Um, like it's like a flow yoga class, but yeah, it's, it's, a lot of the traditional yoga poses I've adapted for the pole and then created new. And do you have people that like they came to you and they started learning, you know, pole fitness 
And then you're like, let me introduce you to Polga. And they're like, why is this suddenly difficult again? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. I do. Um, because you're, people don't, a lot, many people, no matter what fitness routine you're doing, whether it's pole fitness or lifting weights or running or golfing or whatever you're doing, many people neglect or they don't do stretching. Um, and stretching is so important for our physical health. And we just kind of like, oh, okay, I'll stretch a little bit over here, over here. But using the pole, you really can get deep stretches and it feels fabulous. And um, yeah, it's the whole hour of stretching and polga does the body good. And so people who are doing already pole fitness or they're active in another activity, they're already in shape, will still benefit from polga just from that stretching aspect. Yeah, I had to figure some of that because I know a lot of people that, you know, do regular workouts and then they get into yoga and they're like, I usually feel very energized after a workout. And after yoga, I feel like I need to sleep because my body's <laughs> like, well, time to shut down now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you get all those toxins and everything moving in the body and you get, you know, your muscles stretching and lengthening and it's. It's so good, but you're right. If you're not used to that, it's a lot. So what other kind of misconceptions? Like, do you have a lot of people coming into, you know, pole fitness classes with like a mindset already there where you have to like break them and say like, that's not even the real thing. Like, let me tell you about this. <laughs> um, so I think I have, especially women. So we have men as well but I'll dress the women first. So women come in and their misconception is they don't really sexualize it. I guess they, their misconception is I can't do it because uh, I'm not strong enough. I don't have the upper body strength. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too that. Um, so women, I think come in with the misconception about themselves more than the class or they think that, um, the class is only going to be taught by 20-year-olds who are in incredible shape, and they're going to be hanging out at the top of the pole the entire time, and no one's going to be know what's going on, and I can't do any of those tricks that they're doing. So I think that they think that they can't do it, basic class, or they think that it's going to be like hanging from the rafters on the first class, which it's not. <laughs> so I think that's the misconception there. Uh, men, I think, associate it with clubs still. Uh, and so do some women. I, I, I won't say it's just men, but women do as well. I think some women, as well as men, are they have this mindset that pole is only for strippers. You must be a stripper in training if you're going to a pole class. So I think that some people, the misconception is it's, it's only for strippers. And in reality, in a strip club, some strippers never use the pole. <laughs> It's just there. Um, so I, that's been a hurdle. I think that's much better now than it was when I first started. Now I think people are educated on what pole truly is. And I think people have opened up their minds. And, you know, just because I pole dance doesn't make me a stripper. I have never been a stripper. <laughs> and But I enjoy pole dancing. And so I, it's much better, but I think the misconception still is that, you know, it's only for strippers. And I think that's why some people are maybe are hesitant. And I've heard this from many of my students 
about putting poles in their homes because what will my kids say? What will my parents say? What will my friends say? Because I have a pole in my house. So, and and at some point, like everything, we're not, we're going to overcome, <laughs> we're going to overcome that. And it's just going to be natural. You know, people have ballet bars in their homes. People have, you know, pull up bars in their homes. People have all these different fitness equipments in their homes. So why not a pole? It doesn't make you a stripper. <laughs> You're not going to go to the club and work next Saturday night. Uh, it's, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And I have nothing against strippers, but not everyone who pole dances is a stripper. <laughs> well, in calling it pole dancing, I have to assume like regular dancing, there are different styles. So you're like, there is a yes. club style and then there is like the general fitness style and they are separated by a world apart. Yes. And you know what? And I'm glad you brought that up because there are so many different styles to uh, pole dancing. And like I said earlier, the um, I can't remember her name. It was on America's Got Talent. Anyway, she was very theatrical. Like her performance was like a very theatrical performance. It was amazing. If you have a chance, go on YouTube and watch it. So there's that theatrical side. There is like a sexier side of pole dancing, which is wonderful for women to do in a studio setting. If girls want to go in and we have some of these classes, if the, I call them industry shoes and I call them industry girls. That's what I call the industry, the club industry. We have classes where if they want to go buy industry shoes and come in for a class in a setting, it's wonderful for their feminine spirit. Um, they're, they're allowed to move their body in a sexy manner without anyone judging them. Um, they're allowed to, to um, tap into that feminine side because so many of us, especially women, are we work in that masculine energy so much of the day. And if you're able to go to a pole dance class at 6 p.m. on a Thursday night and allow yourself to you know, have fun with other women, to put on some shoes, to feel sexy, to move in a feminine way. That's a beautiful thing. And it's really good for women's spirits, um, for their souls to allow themselves to do that in that setting. Um, again, you can put on the shoes, you can, you know, come in and move sexy in a class. That's good for your soul. It doesn't mean that you're going to go to the club on Saturday night. But there is that aspect of pole dance that can and will always probably be part of pole dance just because it's good for women. Sure. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And there's even no. the ability to like learn that skill. If you want to learn that skill without ever exactly. utilizing it in public, like it's probably a fantastic exercise. Cause I know, you know, most girls that work in that industry are very fit and that has to be yes. some of it is like, it's a workout and they do it a lot. <laughs> And you're exactly right. It is a workout. And it's, and like I said earlier, it's good for, it's good for your it's working out your mind, body, and your soul. And it's good for the whole thing. And pole dancing is very meditative in nature too. I mean, you connect the mind, body so much in a pole class. You don't disconnect. I know that when I'm lifting weights or when I'm doing more of a masculine workout, um, I almost disconnect from my body. I'm just like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. You know, I'm lifting my arms on my head. I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing. But um, but in a pole class or in a yoga class, in a polka class, it's like that connection. It's that whole mind-body workout. Yeah, you have to be very intentional about what you're doing. And right. that, like, exactly. you know, exactly. 
yeah, yes. I imagine it just locks you into place where you're like, no, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm what I'm up to, where my body is, because I have to be aware of it. Yes, and and, and you're it's, it's that body awareness. You develop a lot of body awareness in any kind of pole activity because you're right. You have to know where you are <laughs> at all times. You have to be present and you know very thoughtful in nature. Awesome. Well, this has been super cool to learn about. I'm so so glad you were able to come on the show and teach us about this because it's been great. Yeah, my mission is to educate as many people as I can about pole and the and the joys of pole and what pole really is. Yeah, and I'd love to give you a minute to just say like this is where you can find me and the things I do if people are looking to find more from you. Perfect. Perfect. Um so you can find me on um all social media platforms. Um, either at the Stiletto Gym, um, that's the Stiletto Gym, um, or Polga, that's P-O-L-G-A, Pole Yoga. So we're on the social media platforms. Um, we actually have a YouTube series called Climb um, on our YouTube channel. So if you get a moment, go over to Pole Yoga Polga on YouTube. Um, our series is following six women in their whole journey uh, and they're all at different levels and it's you know it encompasses both mind body and spirit um, in that series so that's fun um, and then our website's thestilettogym.com and polgapolyoga.com you can always reach out there um, if you want to email me it's carla c-a-r-l-a at polgapolyoga.com very nice and, oh, and I want to mention too, we have polga cards, pole yoga cards. So if anyone has a pole at home, we have uh, pole yoga cards, like a deck of cards with all of our poses on it. So you can do them at home and um, you can buy those on Amazon as well. Awesome. So yeah, if people yeah. check out the YouTube or the Instagram or wherever it is, like be sure you're liking stuff, following it. If you're buying these cards on Amazon, like leave good reviews because that helps yes. promote creators. I'm definitely going to yes. check out the YouTube channel because I'm very interested to see some of this. However, I think it's going to be a hard sell to get me on a poll anytime soon. But no. and, and we have we have I have two male instructors who are fabulous. Um, and then we have a lot of like we'll have couples nights. That's fun because the girls are bringing their their other halves. Um, yeah, and and you know check out you know YouTube. There's like a Greta is 75, an incredible shape, pole dancer. She didn't start until she was in her 50s. Um, and then there's plenty of men now are pole dancing. So it is a sport. It will come to gyms near you. And if anyone owns a gym um, in your audience, let me know. You know, Give me a call. Give me a shout. Um, we're putting together a program where I'll help you put actual poles in your gym and decide what you need for your gym in order to put poles in and personal trainers can do it as well. So if you're a personal trainer, you can put a pole in your training studio and use the pole for stretching and strengthening of your clients. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, yeah. thank you so much for this. I've appreciated this immensely. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. This has been fun. Hopefully you enjoyed that lesson from our pole dance expert. It was super fun for me to learn about, although I'm still not sure I'll try it personally. You might have noticed by now I'm trying a little bit of a reformat here at the very end. 
hopefully it keeps people more engaged and it lowers the repetition because it came to my attention via a listener that they didn't even know that I did a ranking section. For those unaware, part of podcasting means that I can see some of the stats behind my visitors, and I feel like it's a fun way to make a bit of a competition out of it. The most interesting part to me is all of the countries that listen, since it's now over 140 countries around the world. So now, on the Monday episodes, I give a leaderboard of the top five countries with the most listeners. This is the last week of April's ranking update. Number one, the United States, with New Jersey, Texas, and California as top states. Number two, the United Kingdom, just barely beating number three, Australia, with Victoria now overtaking New South Wales in a very active competition. Number four, Canada, with British Columbia and Ontario actually tied. And number five, New Zealand, holding out against Germany in these last few days. All right, do all the good stuff for the show, please. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Dumbenoughpodcast at gmail.com or social media if you want to reach me. That's it for today. Have a great week, and I'll see you all back here on Thursday. Stay dumb. Stay dumb.